Oh, welcome on in. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you here on this Tuesday night, reacting to what feels like a May Tuesday night. You know, maybe a April, May, kind of lost for the Phillies tonight. And and frankly, in my opinion, it was an avoidable loss. 215-592-9494 is how you get in, leaving the ballpark. It was another great crowd. Uh, they said 37,000. It, it looked more packed in that, but I guess the, the upper bowl wasn't totally all filled in. But regardless, um, a, a game in which I felt like they, they easily could have come, come out uh, on top of and something that, uh, for me, was a huge missed opportunity, felt like early season fills, and, and one that you will kind of look back and say, they gave that one away. 215-592-9494. It's the final out, Jack, for its reacting to the Phils losing 4-2 to the Braves tonight. And, and there's three three things I want to get into tonight um, that, that immediately jump out to me off of that loss. Number one is that the offense early is not going to be talked enough about being one of the reasons why they lost that game tonight. Um, you know, I know that people pay attention to the decisions and, and at-bats and things that happen in the 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth because th- those are winning times. But you can lose ball games early. Um, and especially when you're playing a team like the Braves, who just seem to execute at an extremely high level, seem to always get back-breaking hits against you, uh, have weapons coming out of the bullpen, have Spencer Strider on the mound, you got to do the little things right if you're going to come out on top and you're going to win that game. And it felt like early, they just weren't locked in. Uh, they weren't doing the necessary things. Felt like a little bit of, of lights bright, uh, in a big moment where they're like, all right, we're back, we're go time. And they came out, and they and they, they, they let in a, a golden opportunity early slip away. Uh, first and second in the first inning, didn't get that done. Uh, bottom third, Marsh leads off the inning with a double. Schwarber gets him over. You have a runner on third base, less than two outs. Got to get that run in. They don't. Uh, bottom four, runners on first and second, no outs. Bang, double play. All of a sudden, momentum stopped. That is three times in the first four innings that they had multiple runners on base that they weren't able to break through and get it done. Now, <clears throat> Castellanos did give them a lead in the next inning, which is fine. They went up one nothing. I get it. But they had Spencer Strider, a guy who had a 5.5 ERA, I think, in his last six, seven starts, has not been the same kind of guy recently. They had him on the ropes, but when you don't capitalize, that's how he goes out and racks up nine case and, and that's how he ends up being our player of the game which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas committed to providing safe reliable affordable natural gas make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash love my home Spencer Strider he was great tonight but I felt like the Phillies let him off the hook I don't think he gets into that rhythm if he doesn't if the Phillies don't capitalize early and that's usually what you have to do against great pitchers and I, and I don't really care frankly what Spencer Strider's ERA is this year, he's a great pitcher. We know he's a great pitcher. He's an ace. And the old saying is, you better get to aces early. Um, and the Phillies didn't do that. So the, the first thing that stuck out was that a lot of missed opportunities early that ended up costing them late against a great team. My second big takeaway, and a, a bit of wind is taken out of my sails here for Rob Thompson because of what he said post game, but I'm not letting him completely off the hook. There was three things that really stuck out to me uh, from Rob Thompson tonight, and frankly, reasons why you can blame this loss on him. 
The first thing, and I, I know it's a minor thing, I but frankly, I don't really care. Having three lefties at the bottom of a lineup is just stupid. Like going go going Clemens, Marsh, Schwarber. You don't have to do that. Like you don't have to have three lefties at the bottom of the lineup. It allows for a situation like what happened in the bottom of the seventh, where they can just bring in a lefty, and since you don't want to burn your bench guys there early because you want to save maybe Clemens for the ninth and Marsh for the ninth and, you know, you're not going to take out Schwarber. But regardless, like, you can't you you can't burn those guys there because you may want them in the ninth. It sets up a situation where all Snicker has to do is bring in a lefty and A.J. Minter and, you know, good morning, good afternoon, good night. That's unnecessary from Rob Thompson. Uh, the Jeff Hoffman decision. Post-game, Rob Thompson said that Junior Marte, Matt Strom, and Jose Alvarado were down tonight. So really, the only two back-end options that you can trust on most nights that were available were Gregory Soto and Craig Kimbrell. Um, with, with obviously Sir Anthony being hurt, that's not a, a great spot to be in. So if I'm to believe that, which I do, what bothers me there is that if you know that's the situation, it's a 1-1 game, Rangers pitching really, really well, let him go. He was at 99 pitches. He's facing the bottom of the lineup. Which gives you a better chance to win that game? Ranger at 100 pitches and facing the bottom of the lineup or Jeff Hoffman in any kind of semi-high leverage situation? Jeff Hoffman's been pretty good. He's been a decent little fine for this team. But I'm trusting my studs there, and I think that was a mistake by Rob Thompson. And, the, the, like, Jose Alvarado, it's fine. He's coming back from an injury. I get wanting to, to manage his workload. Matt Strom, they need to manage his workload. I have no problem with that. Like, he is already exceeded the amount of innings he's pitched the last two seasons in freaking June. So, like, I get that. The Junior Marte thing, who – that's that's one that I can't really live with. He, he pitched three times last week. Once was last Monday. He pitched 13 pitches on Saturday and had a 1-2-3-9th on Sunday with a day off yesterday. Junior Marte, I feel like, has, has, has become trustworthy out of nowhere in a way. He easily could have come into that game. Maybe it's a different story. But regardless, if I was ranking the options there, I'm going Ranger in that spot, trusting my guy, knowing that I have a limited bullpen, and saying, hey, we got to push you tonight. And if he goes out there and he, and he gives it up, at least I'm going down with one of my studs. And then uh, finally, same inning. Like, pitching to Ronald Acuna with the base open, he had runners on second and third, one out. It just just let him, like, walk him. You, it sets up bases loaded. It sets up a force play to all bases. It's one out. You need a double play. It's the best chance to limit damage that inning. Who would you rather face? Ronald Acuna, who's probably the best player in the NL this year, or Ozzie Albies, who still could be a Phillies killer, but just play the percentages and give yourself a chance to have a force play at any single base and set up the double play. So that's three mistakes for me. Three mistakes by Rob Thompson. Uh, and the final thing that stuck out to me, and again, 215-592-9494 if you want to get in and react to a, a tough loss to the Braves tonight. Um, the third thing that bothered me and why I think a lot of this game felt like May, which obviously bad managerial decisions, uh, offense early, bad runners in scoring position. They had like 11 hits again, but were one for nine, I think, with runners in scoring position. But the final thing, just dumb baseball. Dumb baseball, and I hate it. I hate dumb baseball more than – because it's, it's, it's avoidable. It's all avoidable. Schwarber bunting for no reason. I mean, uh, what was it, the World Series? I mean, like, 
I think he has one less home run against lefties this year than righties. Like, he's been fine against them. It's just like you didn't have to bunt in that situation. Just just try to hit the ball out of the ballpark. It's the one time where I don't want you to try to be like a little small ball hitter at some point. Um, so that was dumb. Uh, the Bryce at bat in the bottom of the eighth was maybe the one of the most giveaway at bats I think I've seen. Like, Nick Anderson's like, all right, I'll keep throwing the slider until you don't swing at it. And he, his last swing was like a 58-footer. So that was annoying. And then obviously the big one, JT Realmuto getting thrown out at second base. You're down three runs at that point. Getting to second does virtually nothing. Like you have to be smarter in that situation and realize like we need base runners right now. We can't give away outs on the base pass. What makes matters worse is that Bryson Stott leads off the next inning with a double off of Eddie Rosario's glove. Obviously just different pitcher. I get that. Um, but still. Like, give your guy a shot. Absolutely no need to try to take second base there. And it just, it was a frustrating night. And and it felt like a big old, big old missed opportunity. Linda is in New York. What's happening, Linda? Hi, dear. How are you? And I agree with you, dear. But you know, we see that we know the track record of the Phillies, right? You know, what what tremendously successful year they had last year. So you you actually, we're all scratching our head. It doesn't... uh, uh, affect us to the much that we're not going to give up hope. We know what well, no. we're doing, right? And, you know, there were some times when they used to execute uh, when they was in school and position. And I was like, when I heard about that, I said, wow, they're home. Because, you, you know, when they're home, they really do very exceedingly well. So, you yeah. know, and I, I love those guys. And you you were right. And, and, and thank you for having this opportunity uh, for People like us who love the Phillies like beyond yardage here and the fans who want to come in and share their disappointment. But we know this is not the end of them. Well, not at all. I mean, they're, they're, they've been playing good baseball, and that's watch what makes it. Back, the sweetheart, watch them bounce back, okay? They, I, I, I believe they will. And I love the positivity to lead us off tonight, and I appreciate the call. Um, and, yeah, like, I'm not – no one's proclaiming the season over. Tonight was just annoying from the standpoint of like, that's a game that they, they could have won. Like it felt like an avoidable loss. And um, there was like little things that we just haven't seen them really do the last two weeks that started to creep back in. And it's frustrating when you see that stuff start to happen again for really no reason. Like that's just a lot of bad baseball, bad decisions and, and poor execution on offense. Um, You know, and, and that's more, my frustration tonight, not season's not over. You know, I feel like for a majority of that game, I felt like they looked like they were on the same playing field as, as the Braves, which is a good sign. But that's what makes it stink when they end up giving away a game late. 215-592-9494 on the other side. What's your reaction? Um, but also some positives I took from the night and more on one of the things that Rob Thompson said post game that's going to be an issue until they fix it. What is it? We'll get to that and more of your phone calls coming up next here on the final out. Well, you could have walked him, but no. We pitched to Ron Acuna, and he made the Phillies pay. Instead of, you know, just putting him on first base, creating a force play at all bases, setting up a double play, letting that back in order, we're going to pitch to Ronald Acuna. <laughs> and what do you think happened? He blew the game open, 3-1, and uh, they brought in Andrew Vasquez to face uh Matt Olson and, and became a four one game and then whatever. We we know the rest. I I thought that was a mistake by Rob Thompson in a in a game in which I thought he made a couple of them. And, you know, the offense I think cost him early. Rob Thompson cost him late. 
uh, and dumb baseball felt like it was uh, perp, you know, going all throughout the game. Either way, the Ron Acuna uh, single up the middle is our Mike's Amazing Play of the Game. Presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. Welcome on back. It is the final out. Sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. We got uh, Padres versus the Giants tonight. Could really use the Giants to uh, slow down here. The, the 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 part that stinks about what you know they they eight and two of them in the last ten they had won thirteen of their last fifteen they got hot but everyone else got hot around them and, and that's that's increasingly frustrating it's like you know they 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 didn't even make up any ground because the Braves had like the same record during that time so you know again that's what makes tonight's loss it stinks it's June there's a lot of games left but that's a missed opportunity uh, we'll get to some positives here in a second and, and harp on one thing that Rob Thompson said but first. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Matt in Medford. What's happening, Matt? Hey, Jack. I uh, just want to say, first of all, I love the final out, and I love High Hope so, so much. Thank you, um, brother. Yeah, yeah, I love them both. Um, and, you know, the bottom line, you made this point already, but the, uh, the game, this is a game we could have easily won, and the Braves are a great team. We should have won this game. The Schwarber font and the mistakes in the base, base path, like JT, uh, it's just kind of it's just, it's hard to lose that one when we could have won it. Well, it felt like the early season, and this is what you know got them to being six games under five hundred. And and, totally. and what's annoying is that they hadn't been doing that. And yes, of course, we know they're playing against lesser competition on some of those games, but like mm-hmm. the Diamondback series or the the Dodgers series, they played pretty well. And the Diamondback series, I thought that was like almost flawless. And and had Cody Clemens hit a ball like two feet to the left. We're talking about sweeping the, the Diamondbacks in Arizona, which seems like an impossible task. So, totally. you know, like that's that's what makes tonight a a disappointment. Season's not over. We get that. But that's that's one they could have had. And I'm worried about the, the, the anemic offense. I mean, I feel like, you know, all these, these past games we've won, it's only been about a run or two. Yeah. And tonight we couldn't get it going, and I'm just worried about the offense kind of stalling. It just hasn't been happening. So hopefully they can turn it around. I mean, there's two more games, so we'll see. Yeah, and I and I appreciate the call, Matt, and the and the kind words. Um, yeah, I mean, Saturday against Oakland was definitely disheartening. Um, now you didn't have Castellanos for both of those games because he's dealing with the uh, the runs, and I guess all he ate the last couple of days was bread, uh, and he was able to go out there. He still got to listen. He, he he just continued going on and and had a good RBI and and whatever. So we take that. Uh, from Nick Castellanos, you know, looked okay after having a couple of days off, what, three days off. So um, he was actually one of my positives from tonight is that I thought he looked good. Um, you know, had some opportunities early, didn't come through, but whatever, like still got the RBI late and, and didn't look completely lost. Um, like sometimes we see with guys taking a couple of days off. A uh, couple other positives that I had from the night is that obviously Ranger was great. Like I thought Ranger was mostly better than Spencer Strider tonight. Like, again, early in the game, the Phillies had Spencer Strider on the ropes. They weren't able to to break through, and that was frustrating. But at the same time, like, the fact that I felt like I watched that game tonight and it sort of validated how we felt about Ranger for the last four or five starts, I think is a, a really positive thing. And it's just, you know, it's so hard not to trust Ranger with pretty much everything he got right now. He 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 is efficient. He is around the strike zone. He is is still is starting to strike out more batters. Um, I think the pitch clock is working in his favor because he already works really quick, um, and he just looks totally poised, totally in control. And it's like almost not talked in. Like we, I think we love Ranger Suarez, 
but it's almost not talked about enough that this guy's developing into a legit, legit two for this team. And while Nola struggles, they need him to step up. Um, and he just continues to do it. And he's just – I can't say enough positive things about him. And that's why, you know, Rob Thompson over the weekend, I thought it was an important moment on Friday night when he let Taiwan Walker finish out that eighth inning. Sure, you're, you're playing the A's, and it's a 4-1 game, and you'll take your chances on Taiwan Walker working his way through that. But I felt like it was a big trust moment. And and especially after his last start, he got pulled after five innings, and he wasn't up, he wasn't um, happy about it. Rob Thompson said, "Okay, well, I'm going to give you this opportunity. Go earn it." And he did. And I would have liked to see him, especially down three bullpen pitchers, give Ranger the opportunity to pitch that pitch that seventh inning. Let him, you know, go see what he can do against the bottom of the lineup. It's I can guarantee you it's a better option than Jeff Hoffman. So either way, Ranger was great. And the other thing that I thought was important is that Marsh had three hits and, and finally was hitting the ball hard again. And that looked closer to early season Marsh. He talked the other day about how he's just kind of been in between pitches and he's been mad and he's been making adjustments and, and whatnot. So looks like the adjustments are, are slowly starting to pay off. I don't think it's 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 a coincidence that he's starting to play better as soon as Christian Pache comes back and is starting to make some, some headway and there's been talk of maybe a, a full-on platoon in center field regardless. Uh, getting Brandon Marsh back closer to the player that we saw in April and May would be a, a big thing. Uh, and then one more thing we'll get to after we talk to Dave in Maryland. What's happening, Dave? Jack, tough one tonight. Just, yep. just a lot of it's, It was just confusing to watch at, at points. JT's base running error, the bullpen decisions, obviously. You, you heard more about that after the game. But, like, when you have situations like that, and you knew coming into today that you, had, you were three guys down, doesn't it make sense to send down Covey and bring up a guy like Bellotti that you've trusted yeah. in the past? Like, I, I, I'm not mad at Jeff Hoffman. He just he wasn't ready for that situation, and he's been he's been fine. It just yeah. he wasn't ready for that. And you know, a guy. I'm not saying Andrew Bellotti gets out of it, but like you, I just you play your best players, and I, I think we talk about that with Stott with left hand going against left handed pitching, mm-hmm. and. You know, like you said, Ranger at 100 pitches, you know, he's given up one run on one bad pitch the whole night. And, it, you know, you just go with your best. I think tomorrow they bounce back uh, and you can put, put some money on Bryce Harper home run tomorrow. Yeah, it, it, it feels like that, Dave, and, and I yeah. appreciate the call. Um, yeah, it's like, um, you know, I thought Ranger was good. Give him that opportunity. The freaking, like, I I. Yes, Dylan Covey's here, and this is the only thing that makes sense in my head. And I guess, like, logically it makes sense. But, like, (laughs) I guess he's here for mop-up duty. Like, that's his role is, like, hey, if we're down by a ton, guess what? Your time to shine, buddy. Which is valuable in a sense, um, but it's basically human batting practice. And I understand that Nick Nelson's probably going to take that role and and whatever. Um, But... Like, Andrew Bellotti is a guy that was pitching in playoff games last year. And to completely just lose faith in that, like, Jeff Hoffman has been a a nice find for them this year. Um, But still, like, we're talking about a a reclamation project coming into a 1-1 game in the seventh against the Braves. That's not a scenario that should happen. Now, my theory here, and it was a lot like 
what happened down in Washington, uh, you know, their final loss before they got hot, um, was when he brought in Connor Brogdon into a tie game after they just battled back from being down 7 nothing. Um, he brought him into a tie game, or no, it was 6 nothing, 6-1, whatever, 7-1. They battled back, they made it 7-7, and he brought in Connor Brogdon, and my theory was he brought him in because he had just gotten him warm in the inning before, and he didn't want to have him get hot and then uh, just have to, to sit down. So if he's already hot, just bring him into the game, which is fi- fine, I guess, but you're playing the freaking Braves, man. Like, like it's not... It's not the A's. It's this isn't like a game where you're, you're totally gonna bank on these guys like coming back against whoever's in the opposing team's bullpen. Like the Braves are good. The Braves are the best team in the, in the National League this year. They're the 21 games over 500 right now. Their their run differential is over 100. Like it's I don't care if he just warmed up and you're worried about him starting and then going in. You know, like just sit him down. And put Ranger in the game. Now, the one thing that, um, you know, when, when Rob Thompson's talking post game about these guys that aren't available because they're monitoring workloads, that's the big issue with the, the bullpen game. Sure. Like, the, the in your, like, right in front of your eyes is not the most pretty sight in the world when you have to go through a bullpen game. But really, it's the, the effect that it takes on the rest of the week. And, and, how that all plays out. I mean, this is all the guys they had to use on Saturday just to win a 3-2 game uh, against the A's. And I know it went extra innings, but Chris Sanchez, Matt Strom, uh, Junior Marte, Gregory Soto, Jose Alvarado, Craig Kimbrell, Andrew Vasquez, Jeff Hoffman. Like, it's a ton of pitchers. And when you're in a bullpen game where you're only expecting four innings from a starter at the most, like, that's going to come back and kill you. And it makes you have to sit out three of your top-ish guys in a division game against a team that you're trying to chase down for the division and other teams that you're trying to chase down for a wild card spot. That's the problem with bullpen games. Sure, it stinks to have to sit there and watch them, but it also stinks that it, it takes some guys out um, when your starter can only give you four innings. That's the problem with bullpen games. So uh, either way, frustrating night all around. 215-592-9494 on the other side. We will look ahead to tomorrow. We'll run through all your phone calls before handing things off to Jody Mack. Dan Wilson, is Jody coming up next? Jody Mack coming up next. Uh, We'll get to him after the final segment here of the final out on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Welcome on back. It is the final out sponsored by Regency Furniture Affordable. Never, ever looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you, reacting to a missed opportunity by the Phillies tonight. Um, and, and, and again, I mentioned this earlier, but I felt like a a majority of the game first six innings, I felt like the Phillies mostly outplayed the Braves. I felt like there was missed opportunities. I thought they would come back to bite them. Um, but Ranger was great. They were getting close to, to hitting Spencer Strider. And then what separates great teams from good teams, I think the Phillies are a good team. There's no doubt about it. And for a month and a half stretch and, October, November last year, they were a great team. Um, But what consistently separates good from great is doing the little things, playing smart baseball, um, and and capitalizing on mistakes. And what the Braves, I feel like, consistently beat the Phillies at is the little things. It's when a runner's – when runner's on second base, one out, if you're not, like, 
doing damage on a baseball, you're, you're, you're pulling it to the right side, you're getting him over to third, and you're finding a way to get him in. Um, you're not bunting. <laughs> you're not bunting in the, in, the, in the seventh inning with two outs for no freaking reason. What, do you think you're going to beat that out? Like you're going to surprise everyone? Um, you're not getting thrown out at second base when you're already down three runs and you need base runners with Bryson Stock coming on, uh, up on deck. Like, it's just your manager is, is pitching around their best hitter, letting him go to first base to set up a double play and set up a force to, to every bag. Like, it's just that's what has been so frustrating for the last couple of years between the Braves and the Phillies. And, yes, the, the, the postseason was great. It was awesome. Wouldn't trade it for the world. But what has separated, I believe, the Phillies and the Braves the last couple of years has not really been talent on the field. I think the Phillies and the Braves are, are very similar talent-wise. Now, the Braves are much better at getting guys to their farm system, bringing them up, having them be majorly ready. The Phillies buy their talent mostly. Um, but what separates them is the little things. And when people talk to me about how important analytics are, and I'm, I'm very pro-analytics, but when it comes to winning baseball and it comes to uh, you know winning more than just regular season baseball games, which I believe like teams like the Yankees try to do, is like, well, home runs are going to lead to regular season wins. Okay, well, what happens in the postseason? Why do you come up short every single postseason? You can't do the little things. And what the Braves, I feel like, have done better than any other team in baseball the last couple of years is they always seem to do the little things right. I guarantee you, if in the first four innings they had runners on first and second in the first, they had uh, a double and a runner on third with less than one out in the in the third, and in the bottom of the fourth they had runners on first and second, no outs, and the grounds a double play, I guarantee you if the Braves are in those situations – they come out with more than one run that didn't happen until, like, the fifth inning. And that's the frustrating part about tonight. Joe is in Churchville. What's happening, Joe? First off, I just wanted to say that I agree with you about your Ranger points. I think the Phillies have a really uh, really fast trigger on uh, on their starters sometimes, and especially with Ranger and knowing that it's going into a bullpen game. Um, it's bothers me that uh, it bothers me that there doesn't seem to be a lot more trust in Rangers. So, uh, um, well, so I guess you made that point there. Yeah, and, and um, it's interesting because uh, two thoughts on that. One, if they if they're still worried about injury and workload, I, I get it from that standpoint. But he's it's been five or six starts right now. I mean, like he should yeah. be capable of, of pitching more than a hundred pitches if you have to push a guy, especially if you're down guys in the bullpen. So that frustrates mm-hmm. me. And what does frustrate me is that I think he has been trusting his starters more. Like Tywin Walker yeah. went eight innings the other night. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a couple instances the last couple of weeks where I, I felt like he's left a starter in an inning before he usually would. And, and tonight, yeah. it felt like a moment where, hey, man, that's the bottom of the lineup. Like, let Ranger go kind of navigate them and see what he's got. It's certainly going to be a better option than Jeff Hoffman. So um, th- that was that was definitely a, a frustration point tonight, Joe. Yeah. Um. I think to your point on uh, on fundamentals, one thing that also strikes me, uh, maybe it's the way that I'm watching it, maybe I, I'm not 100% sure, but the way that the sense that I get as I watch these uh, these players go up the bat, they always seem to be wanting to play hero ball, and they always seem to be wanting to be the one that's going to drive in a uh, home run or drive in the, the two, three-run homer, um, whereas all they really need to do is just get on base. And getting on base will will prevent 
some of the situations where you you leave two runners hanging at the end of the inning. So that that the the first half of the the first half of the game, they weren't they seemed to be playing for the playing for that hero ball when they didn't need to. Right, and I appreciate the call, Joe. Um, and I think tonight that's definitely a fair thing to say. But part of what makes tonight frustrating is that I felt like for the last two weeks they haven't really been doing that. First, first two months of the year, April, May, yeah, a lot of hero ball, a lot of trying to do too much, a lot of we were in the, the World Series last year, let's go have that kind of fun again. Um, and then that turned, I believe, into panic of like, oh, bleep, we're, we're under 500. We're kind of struggling here again. Tonight felt more reverting back to that than what we'd seen the last couple of weeks that have gotten them back to being four games over 500. So uh, I, I'm not going to give up on that. Like, I think it, maybe it was just a, a, a big night. They wanted to go out and prove to the baseball world that they are back. And, and they got a little over antsy. It happens. Um, I'm not you know, writing an obituary on the season. Uh, it was just it was just a, a frustrating thing to to experience. Kevin is in Newtown Square. What's happening, Kev? Yeah, hi, Jack. Um, listen, I'm on I'm on 95. Haven't moved in 30 minutes. Just leave. Oh me my gosh, um, man! I'm sorry. You going north? I guess. I'm going south. I think. Okay. Um, so I, you know, what I don't understand why we're bringing Jeff Hoffman in in that situation. I mean, we have a bullpen. You know, one day's rest. Yeah, I'm taking anyone over Jeff Hoffman, honestly. Yeah, well, uh, and, and Thompson talks post game, and he said that Alvarado, uh, Strom, and Marte weren't available. But my my point of contention with that is, first off, Marte should have been fine. Like that's ridiculous. Um, my point of con- contention is just leave Ranger out there. It's the bottom of the lineup. Like, it, it, like Ranger's only at 99 pitches. Like, I watched Paul Skeens on LSU throw 120 pitches the other night. He's a, a, a college kid. I think Ranger could go out and, and navigate the bottom of the Braves order, and it gives you at least a better chance to win than Jeff Hoffman. My theory is, Kevin, is that he had him warmed up in the bullpen. He didn't want to start him and sit him down, and then maybe have to warm him up later. So he just said, let's bring him in. That's what he did with Brogdon in Washington, and that's what I think he did tonight. Jack, I got one more point. I think... Where's where's Mick Abel? Where's Griff McGarry? We need something to get excited about. We need one of our prospects come up here and throw a couple innings. I mean, it's you know if they're in the bullpen, so be it. I want to I want to get excited about something here. We need we need some some hype. All right, Kevin, I appreciate the call. Um, I've been advocating for weeks to bring up Griff McGarry. Mick Abel, I'm fine with not bringing up. He's in Double A. He's 21. His ERA is over five. He's exciting. There's some stuff there that you like, but no. Uh, Griff McGarry is the guy that I would bring up. He's He was not great his last start, um, but I, I think his stuff plays. He's 23. He's had good numbers at double-A. You know, the, the the Braves are starting a guy tomorrow in Smith-Shava that, you know, the, they brought him up from triple-A, and he's coming up, and he's, he's making a little bit of a difference. I don't know why Griff is not at triple-A at least just to see what you got. He's got some control issues. I totally understand that, but right now – um, you know, I'm watching mostly bullpen games uh, in, in, you know, a start a week. Now, Chris Sanchez was, was good on Saturday. Maybe he gets in a little bit of a role here. At least it's not Dylan Covey. I mean, that's our, our, our baseline here is at least he's not Dylan Covey. But the, the Griff thing, I, I do want to see them eventually start, you know, amping up his workload and, and seeing if he can come up and, and, and help this team out because – they basically just need to tread water for the next month with the, the ball pen slash 
uh, fifth starter spot. And, I mean, they've been hesitant to move up Griff, but we'll see. Um, either way, I definitely would start to think about that. Tomorrow, we got Aaron Nola on the mound versus, again, Smith Shaver. Um, you know, he he's only made, I think, three starts. He pitched into the six. His last start against the Rockies allowed three. Not a huge strikeout pitcher. But you know the Braves and their young pitchers. It feels like they all come up and are usually pretty good besides, like, Dylan Dodd. Um, and then Aaron Nola. And, and, and the funny part about Nola's struggles is that the last couple of years – it's always been Truist Park that has been a, a house of horrors for Aaron Nola. He's been good against the Braves at home. I mean, the Braves at Citizens Bank Park, it feels like he's a different pitcher. Um, and, and the part that stinks about that Diamondback start, and yes, there's parts of it that were absolutely vintage. The, the Marte home run was vintage. His numbers out of the stretch, batters are hitting 300 off of Aaron Nola out of the stretch. Meanwhile, his ERA out of the lineup is like 1.9. So, like, totally different pitcher. But what stinks about that Diamondback start is that I thought he was really good. Like, he was, he struck out nine. He was rolling. It was just that one inning, and the one inning was also aided by Kyle Schwarber booting a ball and left, which led to a, a ground ball that should have been a double play ball. Uh, they they couldn't turn two of them, really. Uh, and, and the inning just spiraled out of control, which it feels like a lot of innings have spiraled out of control for Aaron Nola this year. So um, either way, big start. Tonight was a tough loss. You would like your ace to bounce back tomorrow and, and give a solid outing and, and continue, honestly, this run that the Philly starting staff has, has been on in June. I think their ERA in June is under two. So uh, it's been a really good run for the Philly starting staff. We'd like to see Aaron Nola join the party. Either way, that's going to do it for me. Dan Wilson produced uh, the final out tonight. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. For the final out, also Marks and Reese, we will be leading you into the game, getting you set. Aaron Nola, Smith Schauber, a big game for the Phils. Aaron Nola on the mound, which I know makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. That's going to do it for me. Thanks for hanging out here on the final out. Jody Max got you next. He'll take you through the rest of the night here on WIP.